the the Edwin Diaz excitement and not having it, it's unfortunate. He became my my oldest son Jet's favorite player. You know, Jacob DeGrom was his guy. Late last year, he asked, he said, Dad, can I get an Edwin Diaz jersey? He loves the trumpets. He loved all of it. And so for him, it sucks. And for all of us, it sucks. And for anybody who enjoyed the electricity and the hoopla of Narco and the theme song and Timmy Trumpets, yeah, it, it was it was very, very cool. But you know what's also cool? Just having a guy that gets out to the ninth inning. David Robertson can come out to sweet home, sweet home Alabama, and it may not be as cool, and it may not be as exciting, but as long as we don't have closers blowing saves once a week and costing this team games, then we'll be all right. Because a lot of times, you need to be good to even get to your closer. And sometimes, your closer may not make an impact on if you win or lose. And what I mean by that is, our season ending was not... Because of Edwin Diaz, you know, when the New York Yankees lost Mariano Rivera to his horrible injury when he was shagging fly balls in the outfield in Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, and it happened early in the season, his replacement was Rafael Soriano. And inevitably, every Yankee fan thought, with that, the thing that made us special was Mariano Rivera. Doesn't that sound familiar? Now we're just like everybody else. Yeah, we got a decent closer, but... That's Rafael Soriano. I don't really trust him. I don't trust him. Well, if you go back and look at what happened that season, the Yankees won the division. They won their divisional series against the Orioles. And there was an injury that ended their season that year, but it was Derek Jeter. That's when Derek Jeter had his injury against the Tigers. But Rafael Soriano uh, being there and Mariano not being there was not the reason the Yankees lost in the American League Championship Series. It wasn't. The other thing is, there are many stories of guys getting hurt and the team overcoming it and winning anyway. Adam Wainwright, the heart of the St. Louis Cardinals, the life of the St. Louis Cardinals. He wasn't there in 2011 when they won that incredible World Series. So I'll tell you right now, I am not going to sit here and take this crap that they're dead, they're done, they're not that good. it's, It's not reality. The reality is this is a major blow, and they got to overcome it, and it's going to be a challenge. Well, guess what? We got no other choice. Challenge accepted because we got to just fight through it now. Did you hear from Brandon Nimmo today? Did you hear his comments? What did Brandon Nimmo have to say today? So when he was talking about they asked him about it, and he said, you know, I feel, you know, when I first saw it, it was horrible. I felt bad for Edwin Diaz, and he was like, he he got sad about that. He's like, Edwin Diaz is an impactful player. He's great, and you just feel bad for him because he's so electric, but it doesn't change our goal. It doesn't change our mindset. We're still here with a purpose, and we're still a great team, and that's not going to change what we're planning on to do this year. And he was very stone cold. It was funny because when he was talking about the injury to Edwin Diaz, he kind of was smiling, but once he started talking about what, what the, the team goal is, he kind of got stone cold. as like, it's not changing anything. Like We are a great team, and we're going to prove it. And that's the mentality that we as fans need to take on. They are still very talented 
at every other position. We may not have the best closer in the world anymore, but we still have two of the best starting pitchers in the league. We have, hell, we had the top free agent playing center field for us. Uh, our, our shortstop is killing it in the, in the World Baseball Classic right now. We still have Pete Alonso, who had over 40 home runs last year. We still have a, uh, we have the batting title winner in Jeff McNeil, the team. We are still stacked. We are still a oh, good no team. no question. And, and I guess this comes down to the old argument about, and this is where war has tried to help us in analyzing players. So I'll ask it. It's basically asking Edwin Diaz's war, but just in a more regular person kind of way. How many wins and how many losses are you gaining or losing based on your closer? And I, and I think it's an interesting question. And I'm not trying to knock the importance of Edwin Diaz or Mariano Rivera. I could ask this same question about anybody. I could ask it about uh, a starting pitcher. I could ask it about a key everyday player. And that is ultimately what Boar is trying to tell you, like how many wins a guy adds to your team. So you could look it up and say, well, Edwin Diaz out of three and a half war. There's your difference. I don't know if it's as easily definable as that. But we have sat here as Met fans and we've watched closers struggle. And we've watched closers have dominant seasons. Even Armando Benitez had some dominant seasons. If your closer is blowing, and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Pete, Edwin blew three games last year. They were all very early. The last one being the game against the Giants. That was a devastating loss. They had this incredible comeback, and then they blew it. But I think he blew three saves for the year. If your closer is, let's say it is David Robertson, or it's whomever it is, and you blow eight games, which is double what Edwin Diaz did. It's just, you know, it's double and a half, basically. Eight or nine games. But your team's resilient enough to take half of those games that you blew and you win them anyway. You've impacted your team's win total by three or four games. Now, that could matter. That could be the difference between winning a division and not winning a division. I fully acknowledge that. But that's not taking a 100-win team and making it an 84-win team. So I don't believe that as impactful as Diaz was last year. And look, there were there would have been games they would have lost if Edwin Diaz was Braden Looper, obviously. I'm not arguing that. But they don't win 101. What do they win? 93? 95? So it, it, it's not the kind of injury, and, and I guess you could argue there isn't any kind of injury in baseball that does this. This is not a quarterback in the NFL. This is not a star player in the NBA. But I don't know if this injury, I, I know it doesn't, I don't think it takes you from a 100-win team to an 80-win team. And so when we make our predictions next week, I'm going to think about it more. I don't know if my win total is going to be extremely different. Now, now, obviously, here's our fear, and this is where ultimately you can play back everything I said today and shove it down my throat, and that's if this season ends on a blown save, if a series turns because of a blown save, and that's a fear because Edwin Diaz, when he pitched in big moments, he was brilliant. Unfortunately, they weren't able to hand him the ball very often during the postseason because they only won one game and didn't, you know, need him in that game necessarily but they did I think they actually I think they used him early in that game if I'm not mistaken I think they went to him in the seventh inning I think they went from Jake to Edwin in game two of the wild card series Buck went to him very very early but that's not there here nor there obviously if this season ends on a blown save we're going to look back to March 15th 
and say, that killed us. So I know how this could go and where this can go. But now the Mets have time to figure this out internally and figure this out trade-wise. We know the names, David Bednar, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Daniel Barr, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, don't throw anything at me, uh, Pete. I'm driving a Roldis Chapman at some point of the Kansas City. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do not want a Roldis Chapman. I want to make that clear. But if a Roldis Chapman dominates, just like Daniel Bard, who came out of nowhere, just like David Robertson, who came out of nowhere, you can bet your ass his name will be a target because this is what relievers do. Yeah, listen, I mean, I if uh, I, there's nothing that Araldis Chapman could do that I want. I mean, listen, I've seen him blow too many games the past couple of years to even want to touch that. But you're right. There's going to be somebody, a retread that we're never going to see. I mean, Jesus, Geraldus uh, Familia might, may have a, a – probably not. But Familia might come back. I mean, listen, the guy the guy that is is someone mentioned today, I go, there's no chance of them trading him at all. But Devin Williams, I would if somehow Milwaukee collapses, he just has too many years of control for Milwaukee to go and just give him away. But that's the guy that I would take. But I think that's just that's just asking From for a way too much. Symbolic standpoint, you call up Cincinnati and you trade for Edwin's brother, Alexis Diaz. Uh you play yes. the trumpets every time he comes in. And you just, you hope that the story written about the 2023 New York Mets is how Alexis Diaz did it for his brother. Um, I'm not sure the Reds are in any rush to trade him. He's obviously not his brother, but he's a, he's a good young arm that's controllable. So from that standpoint, he sort of makes sense. I do want to quickly get to a couple of emails uh, that I got in the last 12 hours. TheRicoB.gmail.com. One of which was a crazy idea, the other, other which was a brilliant idea. The crazy idea was, hey, Evan, and I apologize because I am driving. We're doing a very special driving home from the show, Rico Bronia. So I apologize to this person. I'll write them back and give them the proper credit. But he said, what about making Max Scherzer the closer? <laughs> I have a better idea. How about Matt Harvey as the closer? Oh, I got that one, too. I got that one, too. <laughs> The other one was a really interesting idea about the WBC, because I know that I may be in the minority on this. A lot of Mets fans want red meat. They hit the World Baseball Classic. Fine. Uh, one guy says, if a team loses somebody for this amount of time, you know, not a biter injury like Freddie Freeman, who's DHing again, should that team be rewarded a compensatory draft pick? And I actually thought that was a really, really good idea. A way to tell general managers, we understand the risk that you're putting guys in even though I don't think there's a risk, but you know what I mean. We understand the risk that a guy can come back injured. If a guy spends a certain amount of time on the injured list, we would give you a compensatory first-round pick. I thought that was a great idea. It's not going to make anyone feel better. I get that. Um, but I think it's it's interesting, a way to kind of tell teams who don't want the WBC, they don't want to deal with this kind of stress, they want excuses for guys not to be there, at least say, hey, you get something in return for this. I thought that was a really good idea, Pete. But either way, it is what it is. Edwin Diaz is not coming back. And as Met fans, we just have to deal with it. Uh, we'll do another pod this weekend. We'll probably do a few more pods this weekend reacting to this, more fallout from this. And obviously, as we get you ready for the start of the season, we appreciate you listening. This was also a test drive because 
Pete and I have talked about doing drive home podcasts after Met games. So we want to see how this sounds. So if it sounds crappy, let us know. We'll never do it again. <laughs> but we appreciate you listening and downloading Rico Bronya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>